Black Box Radio, we have Keisha Collins. Say hi to the people. Hello. <laughs> so you was with us before, but we had a technological issue, so we had to bring you back. Great. So the greater thing is, is we know, let's first let's say what you do. What do you do professionally? Then we're going to talk about it from now. I work at um, Mead Heights Elementary School um, in the cafeteria. I serve food for like 400 elementary kids. 400, you're the food service manager, right? Yes. Okay. And which, which school you said? Mead Elementary. Mead Heights Elementary. Mead Heights Elementary. Okay. So all this time during COVID, as a per our last conversation, you've been serving what type of meals to the to to these young people before what you're doing now? What was type of meals were you serving? Um, curbside meals, um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, so it was a breakfast, lunch, and dinner deal that they would get before twelve in the day. They would get yes, all of that from twelve to twelve thirty. From 12 yes. to 12. Okay. And so that was going all the time, but they were actually in school. They still were getting the meals from, on the curbside from you guys. Yes. To do that, you would have to get up like earlier. How did you guys prepare and get it out to the curb by a certain time? How'd you do it? Well, we prepare bags um, with items in it. Mm-hmm. And then we prepare hot food with the um, essential things that we needed to serve them with. And then we would so, hand out the cold food and then the hot food separately. So the the whole staff that would normally be in, in the cafeteria during school was cooking or you just had certain people? I had three other people in my school that prepared, that helped prepare lunches, um, the breakfast, lunch and dinner items. Okay, so it was four people every day that would come in. Yes. And, and what time would you guys get there? About eight o'clock. And by what time were the children supposed to be there to? 12 to pick o'clock. up at 12 o'clock. Yeah, the okay. parents will, will come pick them up and the kids will have to be in the car. Mm-hmm. And um, we will have everything already ready outside. We would be prepared. We had gloves, masks. We were provided with all the, inf- um, all the essential things that we needed to use to provide the food to hand out to the kids. Okay, and that would all be curbside. So no one had to get out their car. They just pull up to you guys and y'all just give them the bag. Yes. Oh, so yes. I know the parents was loving that. The parents were was so, they were so nice and they were so grateful. And they um, mm. all the parents was really nice. All the kids would speak and say hi. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice. Yes. I believe it. I believe it. Because it's, it's, it's something to say when you know you can, you have someone helping you. Because homeschooling and what parents are doing now is a whole new game for them. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and to know they can get some food, they don't have to prepare, they right. can still go, you know, it helps. It's such a help, you know, in a grand scheme of what they've been going through dealing with COVID-19. So it, it was a lot. I'm sure it was a lot. Yes, it was a lot. And the teachers help as well, because during the times of 12 to 1230, the kids took breaks so the parents could come out to the school and purchase their lunch, breakfast, lunch and dinner at that time. Okay, so it was a break time for the students so they can yes. come out and get the food. Okay, and that helps because right then, you, here's, we're going to get your lunch right now. Don't say a word. Exactly. <laughs> go, get the, <laughs> go get it right now. So that, that that makes sense. So I'm sure that was such a help to any parent. So yeah. now school is particularly out. We're in um, June. So what's going on now with, with the program? Um, at this point, we um, are doing summer meals. Um, 
which we usually do Monday through Thursday. But being that um, everything is going on um, with the COVID, we're providing them also with a Friday meal on Thursday as well. So even though we're out on Friday, they still are provided with Friday's meal. Amazing. So on Thursday, the pickup is double. Yes, on 30 year pickup is double. Mm. And so is Mead Heights um Baltimore City or is that a um that Anne Arundel is, County? No, County. that is Fort Mead. That's Fort Mead. That's Anne Arundel County, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Well, Anne Arundel, yeah. Yeah, that's Anne Arundel County. Wow, okay. Because I know I was like Baltimore City didn't give you yeah, no Arundel. <laughs> I, I knew there wasn't no Baltimore City School because that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just wondering I, because if school is, if you're not there on Thursday, you're not getting no double for Friday. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> so I was wondering, like, where's this school? Yeah, okay, well, that's Anna amazing. Runa. That's Anne Arundel County. So yes. you guys, so they're having still a week's worth of food through the Ex- summer. Exactly. And you're, 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 you're the propensity is to do this all summer? Yes. Wow, because this is new, you know, during summer, everything shut down. This is extremely new. This is new to me. It is new Mm. to, um, you know, the parents. It's new, you know, for everybody. So So what do you think was the precipice? Why did you think that they did this because of COVID? I mean, what would make them do the summer meals? That's that's a great thing. we, We always have did the summer meals. Oh, you always did them. Okay, got it. Yeah, but we didn't have 61 sites open in Anaconda County for all summer school but at this point we have all the schools open and we provide summer meals also all 61 sites just providing this this service yes so as a you know that's the change like all schools are providing summer meals for um the parents and the and the um kids oh that makes sense wow that's, yep. that's, that's a lot. Well, somebody got some funding, but the kids are getting, I mean, that's a blessing. I mean, it yeah, really is. It a is. It is. And, mm-hmm. the, and the parents are very appreciative. I mean, I they, they come with smiles, you know, and it's, it's just a polite thing to do and, you know, to be smiling when you come through there and you greet all the <laughs> kids and it's just, you know, it's just really nice. It is. I'm sure. I'm sure. And even like you working in a cafeteria, I'm sure you guys, because when I remember when I was going to school, you have a lot of, you always begging the cafeteria later to give you some more, or give you some more fries, or give me another sandwich. Yes. <laughs> we, used <to> beg. <laughs> we used to beg for that food. So it's, a, you guys have to miss the kids, that interaction, because I really knew yes. my cafeteria lady. I knew Yes. Her. And I have kids that, uh, um, that come through that, that go to my school. And they're mm-hmm. like, hi, Miss Keisha. I was like, hi. <laughs> so, you know, everybody is waving. Everybody is still happy. But, you know, it's it's really, you know, different for the kids. It's really different. It's really different. And yeah. um, it's a big change for them and the parents and the teachers and me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep on. And yes. your family. Yes. And your friends. <laughs> I um, mean, because that's how we all feel. But the, I think the biggest thing in this whole equation is kids can, they they have the, the um, mindset that they can be, you know, they're very flexible in their thought process. They haven't been through life in a long time. So whatever's thrown at them, they kind of adjust 
and yeah, they'll be kids all right. Will adjust. Yes. They will adjust, but it's kind of hard for us to be able to do all, and we got to do all the work. We got to do the teaching, the cooking, the cleaning, and you know, they, so it's kind of hard the adjustment to now. I know families say schools are a lifeline. They didn't know the teachers in, in the school was so important until these times. Yes. I'm sure every, yes, every family's like, I can't, I got to get my teacher, my cafeteria lady, everybody yes. got because, you know, sometimes they don't feel like, you know, the cafeteria people actually work and sure, and provide. Sure. But, yes, we're important. We make sure your kids get breakfast and lunch. So, you know. Absolutely. And I'm sure now, you know what, when, when things like this happen, you are appreciative for the small things. Yes. And yes. so what you thought and you took for granted, you taking the two looks at now. You're like, wait a minute, that cafeteria lady is my best friend. <laughs> I'm coming up here get me some breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Yeah, I mean, you look at things differently. Like before, you would walk, but you were, oh, it's not a big deal. But now, huh, trust me, if I had a place that I can go pick up me some breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they'd see me every day giggling. Every day, me. I said if, every day. Yes, <laughs> if I had kids that age, and I was um, what? you know back then as a young parent, everything that was going on at this point. I would be at the school every day, lunch, 12 o'clock. <laughs> 12, when I'm telling you that would be a lifeline to my family. It so I would. It would be in my my normal schedule. I would add it in my normal schedule. It's, <laughs> parents do come out. Like, I have regulars. They come every day. They smiling every day. They're greeting me every day. I'm greeting them. It's like, you know, you get to know the parent as well when they come through there. So it's just an enlightenment of your day. You still yep. get the, you get to meet the parents because you know most of the time the cafeteria workers don't get to meet the parents. So at this point, it's exciting that I get to meet the parents with the child, put the face to the mom. You know, it's just so exciting, you know, for them to come through there. So it's enlightening to me. I think a lot of ways is when you the way that this is going on, it's building relationship. It is. Yeah. You know, where you have relationships outside of the teacher and see that the school has many mechanisms. Yes. You know, the person that cleans the school is just as important as the person who runs the damn school. Right. So you don't see it until things break down and you need these folks. You need your, now you want the meals. You want right. that cafeteria lady to smile and get up every morning to be up there to yes. have that food prepared for you and your children because you're trying to navigate life, COVID, homeschool all of these things that go along with it. And now you got somebody cooking your meals. You're like, yes, sir. And the kids be in the back, oh, it's pizza today. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, some of the kids are like, it's meatballs and rice. You know, and it's just a, it, it's a joyful feeling to know that you're, um, you know, being a help to society. It is, it is. And, 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 you know, a lot of times when we work sometimes, we don't know how effectual our work is. But when you get to that curve every day and they smiling and saying, hey, Miss Keisha, you yes. know you are doing something for people's lives. Yes. Yes. And, I am. and it has to feel good. It, it has to. It does. It really mm -hmm. does. It really does. And and so I'm I'm just like, I just think that when we are talking about this conversation, when it comes to COVID and, and what we're going through as a nation, as, as the world, the relationships have to change. Now we have to really look at the people who are around us. And how important they are. And the smallest things is more important than these big things that we've been trying to get. You know, we want a new house. We want everything. But now you can't do nothing but sit still. Yeah, it's the small things. It's the, it's the, small it's the interaction of 
the small things and appreciate life itself because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen in life. You know, absolutely, it's, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's just that it's concerning to a lot of people. And life makes you smell the roses a lot of times. A lot of yes. time, you, you know, you think you got it together, and you think you know everything, then something comes down, you like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> and I think COVID nineteen is that type of moment for us. Like, ooh, we're, we're looking at everything. We're looking at our relationships. We're looking yeah. at how we go to church. I mean, we're it, at has, how we it has its pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Anything has its pros and cons to a situation. But you know, when you put you know put it together, you got to look at the positive things about how you know families is interacting more and mm-hmm. everybody is together and everybody's looking out for one another mm-hmm. i mean that's what it's about you yep. know one yep. nation under god one nation yeah. you know and that, and that is so true because you know you're like a essential you're a essential worker no like you're a essential worker yes and i work in the medical field so in all actuality we're essential workers too and i see you know, and the medical field is very white. Let's be clear. And, but the relationship is kind of different now because we're working when everyone else is home. So you kind of have to have more of a relationship with the people you work with, because now we got to watch this COVID thing that's around us. We got sick people coming to us. We have to be more in relation than we ever were. Ever have been. We ever have been. We used to just do our own little work in our own little silos, our own little corners, but we still work in the same building. But now it's more like a chain. Like, listen, you okay? Because if you don't okay, you sneeze on me. Right. I ain't going to be okay. Yes. (laughs) And then we're walking around with masks on, trying to make sure like everybody's okay. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) it's going to be kind of difficult when the kids do come back to school, you know, um, us having to wear masks and we don't know if they're going to be able to wear masks or they coming in with masks or, you know, if something happens and you, you want to give a child a hug. Are you sure? I'm telling you, you. it's a lot of uncertainty. So uncertain about how it's going to go on next year and how are you going to provide for these kids in school? You know, and the blessing, I think we hope if, you know, we can, if whatever happens politically and we get a leader, because we need someone who really attacks this thing yes. and and we can kind of get it out of our um, environment and contain it and eradicate it. Then the children now have a chance to be children again and come to school and, and do with it. We hope we're in that space by the time school starts again. But Trumpy, if Trumpy is home, we're going to have some issues. So it, it all depends on leadership and a lot of things. And biology sometimes, because you look at Ebola, while they were preparing the vaccine, it just dissipated. So it was a COVID that would have eradicated, that would have came in and, and done a lot of damage, but yes. it just went away. Once they got a vaccine, they didn't yes. even have to use it because it just went away. Went away. So we just, yeah, sometimes that happens where, you know, the biology or, or God just says, okay, you guys have learned enough. So maybe we'll be in that space where we learn something, but you know what had to come out? This racism. See, when we talked last time, we wasn't tearing up the country. We was. <laughs> was Real poor. Yeah. They was killing us then, but we wasn't like where we are now. Or the white Not kids. Not at all. Right. Or the, yeah, or the white kids weren't protesting. So now we in a whole space since we last talked. Yes. And, and now we got some other initiatives out in the community. So what do you think about all of this 
foolishness we got going on because they just don't like the black. What you think about that? I mean, it's been going on for a long time. And it's, um, you know, just to think about all the people that have died from this. And just to think, like, you know, we as Black people, let's not them let them die in vain. We, mm. You know, it's just like, you know, George Floyd, let's not let him die in vain. Like, yep. it's, it's like a wake-up call, and it took so many people to die for us to come together as one. Like God said, one nation under God. Like, we have to come together as one person because if, you know, regardless whether what race you are, mm-hmm. you still bleed red. <laughs> All day. All day. <laughs> All still, day. If I cut you... <laughs> you gonna bleed. You gonna still back. bleed red. Like, you All know, day. it's it's just a color. Like yep. it shouldn't be to the point where, you know, they're killing us. You know what I mean? And, and it, it stems back from way back when we were, we weren't even thought about. We weren't even Absolutely. born. Yep. So with generations and generations as it grow, as it grow old, as it grows, mm-hmm. we have to learn how to treat people the way we want to be treated, regardless of the color of your skin. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that um, we're at a very, um, we're a transitory moment in the world, yes. definitely in the U.S., whereas the world is seeing your dirty drawers. Let's talk about that. And then we as black people know this has been going on. But yes. then white people are now looking like, wow, like like they weren't living in this country and this wasn't going on. Yes. And that is the biggest issue that I do see is that the majority population is so uninformed. They're so privileged and they're so in a place where they never had these interactions. And because right. it did not affect them, it wasn't happening. And that has been the mantra that we've been living under. But now... As you saw the kill, they saw the kill on the video, but that's not the first time it's been vi- the kill has been on the video. Right. This is the first time that is react the reaction to the kill. Yes. Is that we're going to protest and do do something about racism because they seen it's the- good protest. It's no need to be out here vandalizing stuff that we need. Like if you're going to protest, protest for positive stuff. Protest well, let me positively. ask. Well, let me let me be the devil's advocate because you brought it up. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring it up. So let me ask you a question because I, I want us to be clear about what protest is. And there's no book on protest. Right. I hear people say, "Well, oh, you just have to protest this way." But wait a minute, damn it! There's no, no there's no book. There's no training session True. on what protest is. Protest is a is an actual emotional movement of usually some type of oppression, suppression, or some type of hurt. That's why people protest. So when you are protesting to tell people who are actually hurt to think rationally about what of their hurt and then not hurt you or not hurt your stuff and their hurt, it's a a real slippery slope. And we have to be careful. I'm not saying that people should be violent. I don't believe in violence. I don't believe in looting. But I don't believe any of this shit is our stuff. Let's be clear. Now, right. you can set your CVS up in our neighborhood. <laughs> or you can set Walmart in the neighborhood. Like, let me talk about it. You want to talk? Let's talk. You got Target in our neighborhood and all of this stuff 
these Asians and their eateries and they didn't mean eateries, they carry out dirty carryouts right. in our neighborhoods. And you say, don't tear those up because that's, that's stuff we need, but it's not our stuff. And we got to be clear about what your stuff is. Your stuff isn't your neighborhood because if they want your neighborhood, they gentrify it. Right. If they don't, if they don't um, want you to be there, then they raise the taxes and, and, and price you out. So you don't have stuff in America. What you have is a place where you reside until they're ready for you to not reside there. So, and all actually, we got to change the way we think and start making right. people's stuff our stuff. Is that right. our stuff? Because, to be honest with you, we have to support our black businesses all and day. Support, you know, the different stuff that we have got we got going on. Absolutely, you know what I mean? mm-hmm. it's just that simple. You know it's just I mean? that simple. Because right. every, everything, everything, everywhere else, like the Walmarts and, you know, the, the that Chinese place, that's not our stuff. But no, don't sir. think that we can't cook that stuff. That's right. we can. We can. We can. We can. You know, it just takes us to work together and, and, and build a bond. But, you know, we still got to look at, like, this generation to mm-hmm. 2020. Like, <laughs> where did we go wrong at? As far as yep. our young women and our young men, where did we go wrong as parents? Yep. As parents, you know, we got to, but our uh, parents went wrong in a lot of ways too, because we did not, and we have not dealt with unresolved trauma. Right. And I don't, I don't particularly think anything is wrong with black people. We've right. been wrong. Let's right. be clear. Cause we try to, we, we sometimes internalize what was done to us and say it's us. But we've been wrong. And within that wrong, you develop unresolved trauma. And when you don't deal with that trauma, you see these type of behaviors where people need drugs. They need alcohol. They need um, they need some people are sex addicts. Some people are food addicts. These are all traumatized movements from not dealing with the unresolved trauma from the white supremacy apparatus. Let me let me break it down. It's that right. WSA. And so we we tend to conceptualize and, and embrace things that really are not, it's not us. It's what's been put upon us. So I just want us to be clear that listen, this shit out here ain't our stuff. I don't curse on Mike, but you done made me, you done put some stuff in me. <laughs> because in our neighborhoods, none of this is our stuff. And they, they it's not. It's and not. let me tell you something. These same Asians that's in our neighborhood, they have not fed any black people during this COVID-19. I've been in the community. Right. I've seen who's com- the oh, only people feeding black people. The only people feeding black people is black people. It's right. not the Koreans. It's not the Vietnams that do your nails. Listen, I'm calling it's you all not, out. It's not Walmart. It's none of them. None so of we got to be careful about It makes me want to go back to start back doing my food drive. You better. Because you know, I, I was doing food drives before all this started back. All this oh, came really? about. And okay. I was doing food drives with my church, Love United. And um, yeah, it, it's just because something that I love to do. To get well, you know back. what? We have to be creative and we have to understand that no one will save us. And we have to be careful. You know, they threw us $1,200 and I see us standing in line to get into the Korean spot. We t- standing in line to get our nails done. I saw another line at downtown locker room. All of this stuff for the outside. But when are we going to stand in line to fix the inside? Right. And that's what I want to. Can you stand in Definitely. line in the therapist's office? Stand in line with therapy. Right. Stand in line at Narconics Anonymous. Stand your ass in line for alcohol anonymous. Listen, I don't want to curse on Mike, but you done made me curse teacher. <laughs> <Chicago. I'm> sorry. <laughs> 
You know, baby, Curtis, I'm emotional about black folks. Yes, I'm emotional <laughs> myself, but <laughs> we got to do better. We got to do better. Yes, sir. Definitely. We have to do better. Definitely, we are being it's, it's, we are being attacked. Listen, listen. I'm not taking it off of the white supremacy apparatus. These right. white folks and their foolishness. Yes, there is an actual attack against the black, but the black is also has to do some step. We got to step it up. Yes, because we gave them that power. We need to take our power back. We Absolutely. gave them power. So we, we when we're able to take our power back, and you know interact on one another as black people mm-hmm. then we will succeed because number one the number one problem with white supremacy is relationship and the lack of it works off of you not having relationships with yourself your family your people and other people so the with those lack of relationships because if you don't speak to something and you don't know anything about it you can easily kill it right. but if you've had a conversation if you've had some intimate actualization with another human, it's very hard to go after it, shoot it and malign it and maliciously discard it. And so we got to find a way to start relationship. And that's within the black community and outside because we need everybody. It's not one, we need white people. We need Spanish people. We all need to get in relationship. Yes. And And if we do that, we will see a better world because when you have relationship with different people, these per- perspectives that we've perpetuated, they dissipate because then you have a real, that's why the young people can be friendly with each other because each they other. all go to school with each other. Right. They all hang with each other. They don't have these issues that old folks have. They're right. not as infected because they have relationship and those things like white supremacy, it's not a big deal to them because they're dealing with the person. Right, and, and we got to learn this, and we learn sometimes from our fruit, which is our children. The old, yeah. dirty root learned from the fruit. Yes, I do. I learn stuff from my kids all the time, all day, all, all day. day, all day. day. And that's what we need to do. We just got to do a lot of changing. And so to have this conversation with you, I love it because um, it, it's it's an emotional response that we need to have as black people. Yes, we don't want our kids. We don't be. We don't want to be hunted. We don't want right. you hunting our children. Right. We don't want to be hurt. But another thing is we can't hurt each other neither. And, and so we got to make exactly. some change. Why we, we make hurt change. each other? Like, we cannot hurt it. But that's trauma. It's trauma, mama. You hurt yourself. That's the insidiousness of when something has been put upon you. You become your own worst enemy. Yes. It's, so un- it's so unfortunate, but that's where we are. And so I'm, I'm still going to say, say it's still sense. one nation under God. I love it. They're going to say that. Say it again. <laughs> say it one more time. One nation under God. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Love, I heard it. Love United. Amen. <laughs> one nation. It's one nation. That's all it God is. really wants. It's just us to go to come together as one nation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have just almost, that's like an LWT, but we're going to let you hit one. Last will and testament. I want you to leave a jewel with the people. It's been incredible what you've been talking to us about. Leave something great with the people. Well, this is what I'm going to leave with the people. Um, I just feel like um, if we just come together as people and love each other Mm -hmm. and expect things from each other, like we will have you know, like treat other people the way you want to be treated. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's the most important thing. Yep. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And I, I don't know, people want to be loved and hugged and, you know, loved on all the time. So if we don't treat each other fairly, then somebody else is not going to treat us fairly either. So okay. we got to love to learn what, um, learn to love one another. You know? Oh, yeah, awesome. At a, at a distance. <laughs> That's right. So, social distance. Don't at, a, at a distance. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know? that. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. That is so true, G. One nation <laughs> under God. There we go. They're going to say that. Say it, sis. <laughs> Keisha, we really appreciate you joining us once again. I also appreciate all the important work that you're doing, the essential work of feeding families and bringing people together, providing an essential service. We really appreciate having you as a part of these conversations. Thank you. I really enjoyed myself today. Absolutely. For our listeners, if you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to Black Box Radio. Uh, You can find us at www.blakboxradio.com. You can also find Black Box Radio on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Radio. Find us on Twitter at Box Black. That's B-O-X-X-B-L-A-K. And share this conversation with your friends and family. Send it in an email, send it in a text so that everyone can hear these important voices. All right. We are in that Rona report. We had the amazing Keisha Collins bringing it. We appreciate you, sis. We really appreciate what you brought today. You're welcome. All right. So this is the Rona report. It is 62420. This is Black Box Radio. We're out. Peace.